Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Never trade two first-round picks for a glorified dime linebacker. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. leader of the Justin Fields Welcome Back Party Committee. And with me, as always, is AJ. Mills Mafia is already back. Marchese. Uh That was the moment of the week for me, getting to see a little bit of Davis Mills action. Today, we're breaking down the best and worst rookies from week 13 in the NFL. Let's hit it. Going out. To Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. How many uh, declarations you bet happened uh, since yesterday, AJ? Uh, Seven and a half. I got six. Sorry, bud. Well, you missed miss a one and a half. Send my bookie $10. Fuck. Oh, well. Um, okay. You know the drill. You know the drill. Okay. South Carolina running back Zaquandre White. Arkansas receiver Traylon Burks. Maryland tight end Chigozim Okonkwo. Oklahoma defensive lineman Perion Winfrey. Oklahoma linebacker Brian Asamoah. And Florida State linebacker Emmett Rice. So tell us why Okokonkwo is your uh, your guy this week. Yeah, sleeper at uh, at the position. No, um, can we just talk about Traylon Burks? I just want to say I feel like Emmett Rice has been playing at Florida State for a decade. Yes, actually, yeah, he was a part of that t- t- 2010 recruiting class. I don't know if you knew that. 
She's probably five star. You never developed. Um, yeah, I mean, Trey Lombard's also opted out of the bowl game. Not surprising. Um, I mean, he we, we've talked about him at nauseum, but yeah. I think we both agree top three receiver, uh, an All American receiver. Hint, hint. Um, and, and a guy who is a lot like AJ Brown in terms of his play style. He's a big bodied receiver who does so much after the catch. But can win downfield with combat catches. And can catch the ball, uh, yeah. And can catch the ball. Um, I'm excited to see how he tests. Because he, I don't think, will run a blazing 40. But I expect him in, in uh, like, the vert. Yeah. And, and, and um, I'm blanking, AJ. He's going to throw up 30 reps on the on the bench. Like, you're, that's what you're going to oh, say. No, probably. He'll probably lead, lead the... the Receivers and back. I expect, but, um, or at least like the marquee receivers, yeah. Um, yeah, the broad. Uh, yeah, expect like a good vert and a broad. Probably. But I, I wonder run, if, like, a f- like four, f- mid four fives. I, I hope he's under four six. Yes, yeah. And if he's under four six. I think he's fine as long as he's under four I six. I think he's fine, yeah. yeah, because his playing style isn't predicated on speed. But we've um, seen him wonder, run away from defenses. So Yeah, I, no, yeah. like I don't think he's slow. No. I just, he's, a, he's fast for a 230. Like, I mean. You're right. He he burned by Alabama's defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder what his three cone will be though, because he wasn't asked to run a ton of routes. Now he was mm-hmm. asked to do more as a true receiver this year at Arkansas than the previous year, where it was a lot of screens, yeah. uh, quick slants, and like lining him up at running back. Um, and I think he did improve as a route runner. But I'm interested to see what that change of direction is like in the three cone. Good question. Yeah. I mean. As long as he doesn't absolutely chunk it, I don't think anyone's expecting a big-time performance. So I don't think, like, it's going to hurt him as long as he doesn't, you know, really disappoint. And uh, I just want to mention, um, Okonkwo is the type of H-back that the Patriots are probably going to take <laughs> in the third round and shock everyone. Um, Winfrey's another another big one. Yeah. Just because I don't think he had quite the year everyone was hoping he'd have. He did still have a pretty productive year. But the way he burst onto the scene as a junior in 2020 um, out of JUCO, I, I think everyone was ready for a huge glow up this year. Um, and it, it was a good year, but in this interior defensive line class, like he could still end up one of the guys who, who's just kind of in the top five interior defensive line con- yeah, no, conversation, I, which would be a top 100 pick. Yeah, no, no. I, I think he's a day two pick. He seems like the type where you know, you're betting on the traits. Uh, yeah, betting so, on the flashes, you know, and you see those guys I, go day two all the time. And I think talking him versus like some of the Georgia uh, interior guys or, or Alabama interior guys um, with Winfrey, he he's not as refined as them. But you're right, he's going to be more twitchy, more mm-hmm. tradey. Uh, which, I mean, may, maybe uh, Fedarian Mathis of Alabama's a, a more pro ready player, but Winfrey's got that higher ceiling. Yeah, definitely, and I feel like most teams in the league, uh, at, at that position specifically, go go for the flashes over the. There are some teams that still kind of the old school. They just want a guy come in, you know, just play good football and you know clog running lanes and whatnot. But there, most teams are, are betting on those flashes, right? At, at the ideal mm-hmm. position. Speaking of Darian Mathis, a couple yeah. Senior Bowl acceptances. Uh, Alabama running back Brian Robinson Jr., Ole Miss receiver Dontario Drummond, San Diego State tight end Daniel Bellinger, Alabama defensive lineman Fedarian Mathis, Georgia linebacker Quay Walker, and Iowa State's own Andrew Mevis as the kicker. 
Uh, first of all, I just wanted to give big congrats to Nagy for landing Brian Robinson. I know that's been a goal for his for four years. <laughs> it's like now. his favorite player ever. So congrats, you finally get to meet his hero. Um, <laughs> for for me though, uh, most interesting is take one guess, Rob. Uh, Mevis. Mevis, baby. Will he be our All American <laughs> kicker? Stay tuned to our Instagram at Seven Hours People- Heaven on Instagram. People forget he's a Fordham transfer, so that means a lot for you. It does. It does. Uh, no, guess again, Ralph. Uh, Quay Walker. Sure. That's what I was going to say, but yeah, that's Quay Walker's cool. It's fun to get the Georgia guys <laughs> I in. Know. I like Quay Walker. He's a 6'4", 240. He's a height, weight, speed <laughs> trick guy Quay Walker, who, who's like overshadowed. Walker yeah. Him and Channing Tindall being there is huge because they're both overshadowed in that Georgia front seven, and I think they're both. Definitely. Tindall's more of the Tindall's, – Tindall's the see it, hit it, Psycho Quay Walker is more that traits guy who I I think could really sneak up the board, especially with a good showing at the Senior Bowl. Is Dontario Drummond your favorite? I'm running out of guesses. Don't of course it was Dontario Drummond. Rob, come on now. Um, older player apparently, according to Rob's mentions, but regardless, irregardless, I should say, uh, had a hell of a year, man, and he really, he really jumped into the scene at Ole Miss. Like he's what six one two twenty, the good yak he's, uh, guy. He's fun. He he's the late day three version of Traylon Burks. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I think he can get into the senior bowl for him is is I think a really big deal. And uh, a guy like you know entering the season, not many people were too familiar with. And I'm I'm glad he's there. I liked him. He won them the Egg Bowl. We talked about it. He, he did. won them the yep. Egg Bowl. Yep. Um, and then with Mathis, I think that's a guy who similar to uh, Devontae Wyatt when we talked yesterday. Uh, a dude who's going to show up to the senior bowl and really kind of solidify himself and, and make his name known. As a, a potential top five interior defensive lineman in this class, um, and and just one of those guys who's got a well-rounded skill set. I mean, he's a three-year starter at Alabama, yeah. essentially, um, and he, he's more pro-ready than he is super high ceiling guy. But teams need that in the trenches. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Um, what are your thoughts on Daniel Bellinger? Excited. That's it. How about you? Six six two fifty five, go Your up and get it type tight end. Thoughts? I'd... I call I I call him the natural. He's he's the least exciting uh, tight end there for me. Which means he's going to be the John Bates of the group and end up the most productive and important as a rookie. Hey, I like John Bates at, but you're right though. In going in, he was not exciting, but I liked him coming out of Mobile. So maybe you're right. No, I'll give you a little more on John Bates in a bit. How yeah, about that? baby, they're using him. They are. Uh, speaking of uh, rookies like John Bates, NFL Week 13 rookie superlatives time. Let's start with the rookie QB rundown where, hey, it was, uh, I mean, Mac Jones and Davis Mills combined to throw 17 passes this week, and that's pretty exciting. We each have one of the quarterbacks who, like, actually played, which is nice. Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields is not involved this week. Fields will be back against the Packers in prime time, which is awesome. Um, but, uh... Tell us why this Trevor Lawrence performance gives you hope. Do I have to talk about this? I don't know. I'm I'm like not gonna talk that much about Zach Wilson. I'm gonna be honest with you. I did like our whole proper it, breakdown, but it's fucking. Boring. You don't have to because it, it's the same thing every week with him. Literally, I'll, I'll just do a. Qu- but like it's yeah, it I, really is. Yeah. I, I do want to say the James Robinson thing feel like the way it's being handled feels like it's like Urban slowly imploding and Trevor Lawrence like really losing his, his, I don't know if he loved Urban, but 
losing whatever connection he had with Urban. And I mean, if Trevor Lawrence wants Urban out, I, I, I feel as if that that could happen. Yeah, I think I think Shaq Khan would lean Lawrence's way uh, for sure. Like, Shug. easily. Yeah, I think it easily. Get Urban Meyer out of there, for the love of God. This is so fucking boring to watch. Stats. Lawrence was 16 of 28. Classic Lawrence line. 145 yards. Zero touchdowns. Zero picks. Could have thrown three. Um, that's a that's a blazing 5.2 yards per attempt. Uh, had 10 yards rushing. Uh, I don't know. The fucking... The, the best receiver on that team is Laquan Treadwell. I'm not joking. He's the no, only player I, who gets it, stuff He was done. last week, too. Like, legit. He, like... <laughs> Like, all year, you know, they've done these, like, short screens and it's done nothing. Treadwell was, like, getting first downs, like, uh, multiple times on screens. I'm like, good uh, work, Treadwell. Oh, yeah. My Dontario Drummond comp is Laquan Treadwell. I love it. That's perfect. And he's he's an elite wide receiver. He's a wide receiver one for an NFL team, so that's a good comp. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he had the longest catch of the day, like, going for, like, 28 yards. But it was, like, you know, it was a good throw from Lawrence, but it was, like, over the middle. He was open on time. And Treadwell just had room and ran. Um, there was not any, like I said, that was the longest completion of the day for, for, for Trevor Lawrence, 28 yards. And the throw was maybe 12. Um, I don't know if he attempted any throws over 15 yards. It was fucking nothing, Rob. It was really bad. Um, best, best throw of the day though. Uh, fourth and two, uh, was a through drive. They go for it. Like this little, like move, they just kind of moved the pocket to the left. So a little, like little sprint left, quick little thing. Uh, Marvin Jones is like completely blanketed by the defender, but the defender's got his back to him, and Lawrence just fucking zips it past the, the defender's ear, like like he's like right face to face with 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 Jones, and he just zipped it by, which was fun. And Jones actually caught the ball this time. That was sick. Um, he did a little bit of scrambling, picking up like I had one first down running. Uh, had a fumble on his own read though, so that wasn't good. Lots of like James O'Shaughnessy, uh, James O'Shaughnessy throws for five yards, like over and over yep. and over again. Yep. Uh, a couple of Shaughnessy drops. <laughs> don't fix what ain't broken. <laughs> he like I think Lawrence is still like he's missing throws, but like they're not important throws and the game's over anyway. So like I don't care. I don't know. Um, for real though, Treadwell is their best wide receiver, and it's kind of cool because I'd like Treadwell for some reason. Um, Really, there's just not a lot to talk about in this game. Like, there's really there was no impressive throws except for that one. I think he had two completions over like ten yards in the air, and that's it. And that's really it. I don't think he he had an attempt over fifteen air yards. Yeah, that's um, it, and it's like that every week. I think it, it's the worst part is that it's like that every every week, and we we beg each week for them to. Let him kind of let it rip a, a little bit at this point. I mean, I don't know what why you wouldn't at this point. Um, but they they they're reluctant to, and it doesn't seem like they're going to with Urban Meyer and that uh, OC group. So, fuck. I, None of I don't it makes know. sense to me. It's so, and like this game was fairly close for the first for most of the first half. It was like thirteen to seven, and it was just like oh, so fucking boring. And now like. Is it Lawrence not making those throws? Is it Lawrence deciding not to throw deep? I don't think it is. You know, like, it's not that hard to, you know, just do a PA rollout and give him the deep shot and, you know, Lawrence, throw it. He'll throw it. I don't, he, he's, he was never, ever, ever reluctant to make those throws at Clemson. And I know mm-hmm. it's the NFL now, but even early in his career, like in early in the year, I should say, he was, he was not reluctant to make those throws. And yeah, a lot came back to bite him when he's throwing picks and now he's not. But like I said, he had like, 
he had one where he where Miller faked the blitz and dropped about off, and he had Chanel over the middle, and Miller just he was underneath it, and it went right off Miller's hands. Should have been a pick. Uh, fellow rookie during, uh, Ernest Jones almost had intercept. There's a couple pit near picks, but you fucking boring man. I'm I yeah. hate it. Well, at least uh, Zach Wilson box score wise had a, I th- I think maybe his best game. Um, two twenty six, two touchdowns, uh, a QB sneak touchdown, did throw a pick against the Eagles, and and early it looked like maybe Zach Wilson's healthy and maybe there's something here. Um, they scored a touchdown their first three possessions. Uh, they didn't score again, so they scored eighteen points, <laughs> and, and it was like a real shootout and it was a really exciting, fun game. It was eighteen fourteen, uh, and then it was twenty one eighteen, and it, the, like the Jets got the ball back, and you're like. If they go down and score again, this could never end. The Minshew Zach Wilson game that I've been waiting for my whole life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they ended up sputtering, and it was a lot of what we've seen from Zach Wilson. But the, uh, on the bright side, like it felt like Lafleur had a good game plan going in. He wasn't going to ask Zach Wilson to do too too much. They were going to attack. Uh, it, it, it and it was it was good decision making. It, it was less of him thinking he can rip throws anywhere, and it was a lot of them attacking the Eagles zone uh, with in-breaking routes um, in, in dig routes and Zach Wilson just getting the ball to Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore repeatedly. And, and now they weren't like hard, hard throws. They're those guys sitting down in, in holes, finding holes in zone and him just making the right throw, which I mean, that's a, a great thing to see from a rookie who's really struggled with that. Um, but I mean like the touchdowns um, just going through them. The first one was, an RPO, um, and it was a uh, or no, it was a play action. It was like a quick slant, easy money to Elijah Moore. The next one was the 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 next touchdown pass was just they didn't cover the tight end. Um, it was like a, a quick post or a quick corner, and he was just wide open. Sick. Touchdown, and then like like I said, the QB sneak touchdown. Um, so there were it was all like a lot of the good was good that he needed to do and he hadn't done and he he made some throws of what like i think his best throw was um they they ran like a a fake toss to the left um and and roll him back to the right and it got him on the move uh with a pass rusher coming down on him too and i think it i think it was Corey davis and he had alex singleton on him uh like coming across the field um and he laid, like layered the ball perfectly. Corey Davis dropped it, uh, but it was the play Corey Davis got hurt on, so it's like hard to kill him for that. Um, but I, I guess after that, it just kind of really got bland, and, and they got down. Like they they stopped running the ball. Tevin Coleman had a pretty good start to the game. It was a good mix of play action, uh, and, and just having everyone or just having him in gun everyone spread out and finding holes in zone but once they got down it just kind of felt like a lot more panicky they they only ended up running the ball 17 times like Tevin Coleman only ended up with 11 carries um and they just really got away from the run which partially got them away from play action and then you started to see Zach Wilson kind of unravel um as he tried to make things happen because they were down and it felt like he didn't know what was going on pre-snap a lot of the time um, especially like in the second half of this game that like he would see something and it, it like he would see, he would think it's cover two and it'd be cover three and he'd 
make the wrong decision or they blitz. And once they start, they didn't get pressure either on those first three drives, like at all. Mm. Um, and, and the Eagles pass rushers are banged up. So it makes sense. So they, they start bringing up like, and they play a really bland defense. Gannon like just doesn't blitz that often. So, which I think was a mistake at first. Um, but then Hargrave and Fletcher Cox started uh, kind of beating the interior of that line. Not Elijah Vera Tucker though, uh, who had a pretty solid game. Um, and then Zach Wilson was just missing throws, forcing throws. Uh, the pick was like, he just, I don't know what the fuck he thought he saw, but, uh, the, the, he tried to like force the ball over the middle to the tight end who was super covered by, um, like two safeties or maybe it was a linebacker and a safety, but he still overshot it by so much that he threw it to Marcus Epps, who was the deep safety on the play. Yes. So neither of the two defenders that were in front of the tight end who could have picked it. Cause I guess he was trying to put it high to the tight end so he could dunk on them. Um, and he just threw it straight to Marcus Epps. And like, I guess there was, uh, again, if you look at those first three drives, you're like, it's positive for Zach Wilson. Who's had a really rough go of it. But then just seeing it down the stretch become nothing and them not being able to move the ball. and It, it was tough because on those first three drives, it, it kind of reminded me of the way uh, Stefanski has gotten the most out of Baker Mayfield at times. Mm-hmm. Like taking advantage of the play action, relying on on a solid run game, getting his quarterback moving, easy kind of layup crossers, uh, just finding slot receivers in, in, in holes in zone. But then once they got away from that, there was like not a lot there um but i i guess again from what i've seen previous of zach wilson for the most part this was a good game for him even though really i think overall was not a great game and hey isaac rex would have pulled that one down no interception on that play isaac uh, rex didn't uh have a great year just so you know uh, yeah i know because uh, he missed zach he'll have a great year when he gets back with zach um when he goes in the second round to the jets yeah second round uh, they need to get Dax back too. That's all. They just gotta get the BYU boys back together. I've been saying that for a long time. Gunnar Romney. <laughs> yeah. The boys. Yeah. Totally. The boys. Yeah. Uh, Can I quickly okay, so say no something tra- about Trey Lance? Yeah. Clearly did not have a snap, but the the Niners had like a fourth and one or less in this game. Uh, they ran a zone read with Jimmy Garoppolo. He kept it, and they got stuffed. They end up getting the first down with a flag, but. I don't know why the fuck that was not Trey Lance on that play. Well, have you heard Shani kind of talk about why they've gotten away from having Trey Lance have packages? Please, say. He, he said it like it disrupts his play calling and the game flow of his play calling. I think we're getting to the point now where uh, Shani's not that good of a coach. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't understand how. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have time to get into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who's a good coach? <laughs> Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Um, one, people are acting like Bill Belichick calls the plays for the Patriots. He does. Does he? Also, I saw a tweet and it was like, Bill Belichick giving a nod to Army-Navy by running the triple option all night. I, what, they never once ran a triple option. No, play. no. I don't, were, you not, were you watching the wrong game? Lots yeah. of triple option in this one. Um, so Mac Jones goes two of three for 19 yards, five carries minus three yards. Um, I think two of those carries were his QB sneaks or sorry, his QB, uh, kneel downs that he like bought extra time and fell down. Yeah. And so they counted as negative rushing yards. He did have the back to back Uh, QB sneaks though. Got a first down play. He squirted through the pile. Yeah. Sick. Genius. Just like Tom. He's the best QB sneaker 
uh, of the our new generation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the the one completion was the play action to Johnny Smith, who like leapt over a building to catch it, That's and sick. then Chris, um, and then and then the booth said that uh, Mac Jones's arm's so strong or something. He threw it into the wind. He has a great arm. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to Not criticize to... anything in this game. I, uh, you know, originally when I was doing, you know, just giant down stuff. I was so surprised they didn't attempt a single pass in the second quarter with the win to Max back. I think the main takeaway from this is that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels trust Mac Jones less than the media thinks they do. Oh, yeah, no shit. I mean, I think this was – I said this to you in, in uh, interest in our group chat that this is a perfect game for all the, like, oh, Mac Jones is elite, Mac Jones is going to lead them to the Super Bowl. Like all those people that, of course, the Patriots are a really good game and Bill Belichick's coaching his ass off and so is Josh McDaniels. Uh, but it's a perfect dichotomy between seeing Mac literally not be allowed to throw the football. And, of course, you know, the game plan was great, and they won the football game. But then I, I'm not saying Josh Allen had an amazing game or anything, but he played pretty damn well in, in the win. And a couple of those throws were really impressive. Like, it's just like, look at the talent difference between Allen and Jones. And I think a lot of the common fan, hopefully this helped see them a little bit better. You know what I mean? The regular ESPN followers. No, because they heard that Max Arms elite. That's true. That horrible throw to Johnny Smith. Great play by Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I, I won't lie. That's my favorite Mac Jones game. <laughs> you starting to like these Patriots? They're fun, right? They are. No, I was full on hoping for them. I, I, I enjoy this team. Like, I really like the the offensive line's playing really well. I love that run game. The defense is so electric and fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Josh McDaniels is in a, in his bag with his play calling. The defensive side of the ball is just fucking carrying them. It is like the old school Patriots to yeah. some extent, but like I, mean, I think I said this before, but like in a year where like uh, one one week a team could be great, the next week they could be absolutely terrible. Like there's no team that has uh, you know solidified itself really week to week or anything like that. It's so nice to have a team that just goes out and has an identity, and they're consistent week to week. And if they lose, they lose. And if if they win, it's them just pounding the ball and dumping the ball. So like it's. It's nice to have this team in this weird NFL season. Yeah, the most physical team in the league. Yes, they are. They are. Uh, tell us about Davis Mills. Do I have to? I don't care. He came in in the third quarter. <laughs> he was 6 of 14 for 49 yards. Uh, I don't really want to talk about Davis Mills. Um, he almost threw an interception. Well, he's going to be starting next week, right? Yeah, I, I think regardless of injury, I think they should start him. Um, the one thing, though, that was concerning in this game, there was multiple times where he looked like he didn't know the play. Like, where he I'm was... Sure, I'm sure most of the Texans don't know the play most of the time. That's a good point. So it, it might have not been him, it might have been the receivers, but, like, just not on the same page. And, like, he, he had an intentional grounding where it just, like, like legit, like, he just was standing in the pocket and just threw it, like, I don't know, fucking de- deep sideline way out of bounds. And there was, like, no receivers on that side of the field. Um, but like, like his first, first play was like, you know, he moved outside the pocket a little bit and like slings like a little sidearm to, to Brandon Cuggs for first. So like, all right, Davis Mills time. And then it's just, you know, Davis Mills, he moves. Okay. He throws. Okay. He can, he can, I don't know. He gets sacked and he dumps the ball off. That's about it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, what? I don't care. That's enough. Hold on. That's I got, cool. there's another quarterback though. Sam Ellinger got in, uh, into this game as well. I did not know that. Because he didn't have a – he just handed the ball off like 10 times. So there we go. I watched four rookie quarterbacks, and uh, none of them had a had a touchdown pass, and they had like 
less than 20 completions total or around 20 sick that is impressive yeah so ellinger was only stat one rush for negative one yard which was the the knee texas is back texas is back um rookie of the week so my best performances came in like all primetime games me too that's i said to you before the show and like does it feel like a bad week for rookies and i meant Sunday between one and seven o'clock because the primetime games uh, there's a lot of the rookies and uh, my rookies of the week are both Broncos in a losing effort okay my, okay uh, let's start obviously offense Javante Williams for us both yeah yes clearly so a hundred on the ground seventy six as a receiver plus a touchdown, touchdown. catch yeah. Melvin Gordon out they they did not shy away from pounding the rock with Javante I know they lost but. It felt like every time he touched the ball, he's breaking two tackles. Yeah, it 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 was ridiculous. Um, the contact balance and power he showed off throughout that game. Yeah, and then on top of it, what he's doing as a pass catcher to have that physical or running back be able to impact the passing game the way he was. Um, it it was, I I think my favorite running back performance among rookies this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Um. He was. I don't know if he went down first contact on a single attempt, you know. And like you said, the the Broncos lost, but it was not because of any rookie on either side of the ball. It especially wasn't because of the defense. Um, like eighty three, the the hundred and two on the ground came after contact. Like that's yeah. I remember at one point they showed his stats. And I think he had um, nineteen carries for seventy six yards, and it was like seventy one have come after contact. <laughs> yeah. and it's like. Yeah, he's, he was getting hit at the line, behind the line, didn't matter. I ended up with 178 total yards. Um, I, I He leads the league in uh, broken tackle rate, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is the guy we saw at USC, the guy who plays running back like a linebacker, but also has kind of the quick twitch and the pass-catching ability to make plays in space. Like There was a couple of runs where it was he saw the lane, uh, the cutback lane, Yeah. and it, it would just be a subtle – change the direction he'd shoot out of cannon yeah um it, it was pretty awesome and i don't know I, the on the touchdown pass or catch it was just him in space teddy going to his outlet fourth and seven i think he caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and it, it was just like kind of a walk-in touchdown but um he has been and each week he's kind of gotten better and when he gets more touches like he clearly wore out that chief's defense too down the stretch and i hope although like melvin gordon's not having a bad year i hope this kind of pushes them towards making javante williams more of a feature piece because uh i think he has the ability to be the the, kind of the heart and soul of that offense yeah i I think it's time to be you know 60 40 javante and like I don't know. I, I I can't remember what Melvin Gordon's contract was, but like, I don't know. Trade him. Is he, <laughs> is he worth anything? Like, he's having a good year. He's he's been solid for them for two years, mm-hmm. but it's just like Javante Williams is so much better and younger, and you invested a high draft pick in him. So why wouldn't you make him kind of the the feature piece? I this, agree with you. What did you say? Sixty forty or seventy thirty? I said sixty forty because I know they would never do seventy thirty. But like. I think, like, uh, this might be a little bit of an overstatement, but, like, I, I think, like, if going 60-40 Williams' way, which is, you know, it's mainly 60-40 um, Gordon's way right now, I think that changes their offense. I think that, like, 
that goes from like you know the running game's been okay like you know you said gordon's had a good year williams has been fun but i think that like that flip i think it completely changes their run game because now gordon is running against you know like you said he he wore out the defense gordon's running against you know guys that don't tackle as well williams is breaking them down i know this is old school and uh, yeah melvin gordon have fresher legs that way too like it's gonna make them both yeah yeah, it's gonna make them both better and it's funny like Melvin Gordon's probably the third best offensive player after Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams right now. Yeah. Like, they haven't gotten a ton out of Jerry Judy and Noah Fan. Like, Tim Patrick's a solid uh, number yeah. two receiver. But um, th- for this team to win, they need to play good defense and run the ball well uh, and-, and be a clock control team. And, and we agree. saw that for a bit in this game. Like, there was just too many, s- too many mistakes caught up to them. But Javante Williams was a fucking horse for them. Yeah, they had that what like twenty play drive that didn't get points, or what was that? Like, yeah, and they kept going for it on fourth down. I think the third fourth down attempt they got stopped. So really, if they scored there, that, that they probably wouldn't have won. But the game changes a good amount. Yeah. Um, yeah. Defensively, I gave it to Patrick Sertain too. Who I figured not a big flashy game. Obviously, had that interception that was just off the tip. Great play, but he allowed nothing, man. Like I, I think, I think they, they they like tried not to go after him. I felt like, which feels like such a like a yeah. Chant Bailey two point baby, he's back. Like, come on, like that's amazing for a rookie against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know like their offense is not as special as it usually is, but regar- regardless, it's 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 Mahomes and Hill and all those dudes, right? Uh, I think he allowed like one catch for fourteen yards. Like you said, it felt like they didn't even target him. And that that in itself, I think, against that offense is just is enough to get defensive player of the week. And on top of that, coming home with interception too. Um. So I just went back to the well with Michael Parsons. I yeah, I give him primetime star. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he was. He I was debated between the, the two. Yeah. Five tackles, a sack, two QB hits. Um. The sack, like it was a, against. I mean that defense had to carry them, and that that Saints team wasn't very good. So I mean, good on the Saints for staying in this game, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, the the sack was just him blazing off the edge on a QB rollout against Taysom and, and swallowing him up. Uh, it was awesome. But like when Taysom yeah. kind of like cocked back to throw because yeah. he thought he had the time, but but Parson just closed but, way pa- too Parsons fast. Parsons is that fast. Yeah, yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, and, and and just throughout that game, he was kind of harassing people, making tackles at the line of scrimmage against the run. There was uh there was one play where um. He was he was lined up at like off ball linebacker, and I don't know who the guard was. It might have been Throckmorton, <laughs> uh, my guy. Um, and and they just ran like a, a draw, and he 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 dipped under Throckmorton like it was a pass rush rep against a, a tackle. Just the way he got underneath him, and like the guard just like missed him, uh, and, and he swallowed up. Uh, I can't remember who the running back was at the line of scrimmage. And it, it doesn't matter. No, it was he was as good as. Is he like you? You mentioned maybe two weeks ago. You said like, is he defensive player of the year candidate? And I honestly, at the time, I was just like, no, I can't be. Like he's a rookie, whatever. And I think uh, in a lot of years he would be. Like he would. Be, like T.J. Watt and is playing thought, out yeah, of his mind right now. Yeah. But like Micah Parsons is clearly a top three to five defensive player in the league already, and he's played twelve games. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, he's a candidate for me. I mean. What? No, he's got. F- he's got to be. He. I mean, yeah. he. He's let him and he's been like Dan Quinn's wonderkin leading the charge and reinventing this Cowboys defense. 
Uh, no offense to Trevon Diggs, also defense player of the year, right? Yeah, he's the real defense player of the year, but... Uh... You got another pick! When they threw it right <laughs> at him and the booth talked about how how great a play it was, but Taysom had just thrown it to him? <laughs> I mean, hey, he jumped pretty high. He, he looked like a wide receiver, you're right. Uh, okay, we're Strucky. Uh, Actually, I'll just go because I'm going to stay in division okay. on, uh, on the defensive side of the ball with a first-round pick. I'm going with Jamin Davis. Yeah. Um, so Jamin Davis is like playing full-time starter snaps right now. Um, and he's had flashes of, you can see how athletic he is. Uh, yeah. And, and that athleticism is why he went in the first round. Um, but against the Raiders, he had, uh, six tackles in a TFL, but he misses so many tackles. And if he could make those tackles, he would be such a good football player. Cause he's like, his instincts aren't there yet. In terms of, like, he'll misdirection will get him. He'll, like, take himself out of a play. But he's also so athletic, he can get himself back into a play. Yeah. But on numerous occasions, he, he would uh, get out to the flats um, against a, a running back. And, like, on a dare, dare card would, like, dump it to a running back. Uh, and he would just miss the tackle. And the, I, I guess it's more me harping on, like, it's not, he wasn't, I don't want to say it was, like, horrible or anything. Because he also, like, he made a great play on a, on a running back screen. That was the TFL um, where he saw it happening. Uh, but it's just, if he can clean up these missed tackles, he's going to be a really good football player. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too focused on missed tackles, but. No, you're right. No, you're definitely right. I mean. Like, like I said, I think I counted, like, four missed tackles in the flats. Oh, look, I just found a stat. Jamin Davis missed 44% of the tackles he attempted yesterday. 11, uh, four missed per PFF. There we go. Yeah, that's a lot of tackles. Isn't it kind of ridiculous that there was like seven picks between uh, Micah Parsons and Jarman Davis? It is really ridiculous. And well, in, be- in between there's Damon Collins, who played like three it, snaps this week. Hey, Jarman Davis is better than Zayman Collins. He's on the field. He, he is. And, and like, I, I do think Jarman Davis is going to be a good football player because if he can clamp these missed tackles, like he is so athletic and he is – Putting himself in the position to make these plays, he just needs to clean up these missed tackles because it's yeah. like they won this game, but they barely won this game, and those missed tackles played a role in that. How did you feel like he was just seeing the field this week? Well, like the running back screenplay where he like swallowed. Um, I don't even remember what running back it was. Just like that was a really great play. Yeah, and, and he like he. He was like uh, zone dropping, and he saw the offensive line moving, and he just fucking shot out of a cannon downhill, and it was like on the other hash. He was on one hash, and it was around the other hash, and it was a great play. And there, there are plays like that, and like again, he was putting himself in the position to make these plays in the flats, but he's just missing the tackle. So that, that almost feels like it's gonna come, you know? Like yeah, that's why I think it will, and I think he's gonna. He's the, their defense is playing a lot better now too, which is shocking because Montez Sweat and Chase Young are hurt. But because um. you know, g- getting there is more than half the battle, and seeing it, you know, and yeah, I think once he sees it, and the more he sees it, the more he'll the game will slow down for him. I think the more the game slows down for him, the more he'll be able just to run and hit and make actually make those tackles. But no, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree with you. That's a good point. What um, do you got my worst rookie is the Atlanta Falcons rookie class, <laughs> if I may. Um, so I'll go through these. Not, I, won't, I won't linger too long on, on any specific, but I will lead it off with Drew Dahlman, who, uh, who's been rotating with, with Hennessy at center. He got like 26 snaps. 
Uh, I think this game ends the rotation there. It's Hennessy's job, to my, to, in my opinion. He allowed four pressures. Uh, he had, like, two fumbled snaps. Um, like, consciously. Like, like just, you know, that, that there's a lot of beef in the interior for the Bucks, and he just got overpowered um, over and over again. And similarly, just jumping over, Jalen Mayfield also gave up four pressures. Between them, they gave up three sacks. Um, and, like... Like I thought Mayfield had some moments run blocking, but um, pass pro more just bad Mayfield play. Um, another offensive player, Kyle Pitts was not bad in this game. He was just not impactful. He had four catches, forty eight yards. Like his first grab was a first down on a crosser. Um, he had like one drop that wasn't like like it was deflected. It hit him in the hands. He could have caught it. Um, had the I had the nice play where he you know he had a in. Caught it, broke a tackle, got to the sideline, and stiffed arm like Ross Cockrell, put him down, and he went out of bounds. Yeah, not, he, he, not Ross, damn. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it, you know like it's the Bucks, they're good, but like I don't know, it just feels like they forgot how to use him because he, it was like this beginning of the year where they couldn't get him going, and then he blew up for what was it, like four straight games or something like that, and now it's like they forgot how to use him again, and the Falcons suck. Uh, flip to the defense side of the ball, just a couple more guys because they're all like not great. Uh, Hall and Richard Grant played a decent amount of snaps, um, and they were kind of just easy pickings for Tom Brady. Like, it wasn't like they were giving up massive plays, but like you know, Brady's just gonna take the the, the underneath stuff under under Hall all day. I think he gave up like 49 yards, um, which isn't disastrous, but like it just felt too easy for for whoever was on him. And uh, Grant was kind of like, I think he got Gronk got him a couple times. He gave up like 71 yards. Uh, so that's, that's not good. And lastly, Adi Ogundeji played 27 snaps and like was just irrelevant in this game. So if not a good luck for the entire Marlon class. Davidson had a pick six though. So last year's class. Last nice. year's class is great. It's coming. It's coming together. So next year, uh, Ogundeji will have a pick six, and Pitts will have like a 200 yard game, and Dolman and Hennessy will be the run for 200 yards. It's gonna be sick, but that's not this year. All right, my primetime stars are two Patriots, uh, each side of the ball. Ramondre Stevenson, who statistically 3.2 a carry is not great, but it was like with felt Damian so much Harris better. going out. Yeah, I, I was actually shocked to see it was th- that low per yeah. carry because it felt like he was doing so much with so little yeah. there because the Bills were obviously keyed in because their quarterback wasn't throwing. His feet are so quick for a big man, it's ridiculous. And then the other side, Christian Barmore was getting a ton of pressure up the gut. I don't think Barmer's had a bad game. No, he's he's quietly been like all rookie team. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think he's. I think he's been the best IDL rookie, right? Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. And then like and like he seems like he yeah. He seems like he's poised to like maybe not have a great statistically like dominant rookie year, but then to just fucking take it up a notch next year and put up huge numbers. Yeah, for sure, that's and uh, the, that, that's the feeling I'm getting because he's like getting there so frequently. He's had and, like, like he's he, playing. He's but he, even statistically, it's been a good year though. Even like for oh yeah, yeah, and like he's he's like consistently playing like forty to 70 percent of the snaps each game. Like he has a maybe not an official starting role, but a starting role. Yeah, he's like Belichick's found that. I feel like they haven't had that dominant force on the D line in a little while, and I feel like he's going to turn yeah. into that. Um, yours was Michael Parsons. Mine's was Parsons. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll for yeah. underwhelming. I'll go with a, a, a another first round pick, Devonta Smith, and and now part of this was no Jalen Hurts, so you don't really know what the chemistry situation is with Gardner Minshew. 
Um, and he did have this this one play. They lined him up at running back, and he ran like a quick out, which was pretty cool. And, and Minshew dumped it off to him, and he, he put a linebacker in the spin cycle and picked up a first down. But he just had two catches for 15, or, yeah. Yeah, for 15 yards, four targets. And like the two other targets were like kind of combat catch situations, and he couldn't get it in. Now, it wasn't only on him. Uh, and he, w- he was getting open um, at times, and Minshew w- wasn't getting the ball. But, I-, I don't know, against that Jets defense who was playing like Jason Pinnock at times, <laughs> the you just expect a little more, uh, I think, out of that. Um, it's hard to kill him, but I was hoping for a huge Devonta Smith game, and I was sad because that game stunk. Uh, yeah, I'm going with fellow first-round wide receiver Jamar Chase, who... First and foremost, maybe one of the worst plays of the year. He was wide open, deep. Burrow put it on him. There's no noodle arm Joe on that throw. Good throw. And then somehow he just, like, he bobbled it multiple times. And, like, it gets behind him and he just bobbles it again. And he flips it right up to, to, to um, Davis's hands and interception. That felt like, oh, God, I have no idea what the fuck happened there. Um, that was the Jamar Chase that was complaining about not being able to track the ball in training camp. <laughs> what was it? The lines on the ball, whatever it was. They're that, different from college, yet. Yeah, yeah. And then that was just that was just brutal. Um, in total, five catches, fifty-two yards. None of it felt very impressive. Uh, it feels like when he isn't, I don't know. It feels like you know when Jamar Chase can have a big game because it starts early, and it feels like when things don't go right for him early, he isn't going to have that type of big game. Do you know what I mean? Like, it almost feels like this reminded me of that, um, fuck, I forget what, what game it was a few weeks ago where like he had multiple bad drops and sometimes you can just kind of see it in the body language. And like, you know, it's, he had a couple like just slants. It was no, not really any impressive catches for these 52 yards. Had another, like just nothing drop on like in the fourth quarter on like a short ball. Um, it was just really not not impactful, and then you had that one extremely extremely negative play from Chase. So, kind of like Pitts, it feels like it feels like he hasn't had that big time game in in too long too. Last week, my looks like a hit was the Broncos for their class, and this week I, I just wanted to give a little nod to the Dolphins group, who had Jalen Waddle, Javon Holland, uh, Jalen Phillips, and Liam Eikenberg make a difference against the uh, Eikenberg baby. So Waddle was with Devonta Parker back. He was like kind of the big play threat. Um, nice. But Waddle was like just killing them with slants, quick throws, first down after first down. It felt like every time he catched the ball, it'd be for first down. He had nine for ninety. He did have one drop on a slant that I think if he caught it, it would have been a house call and made Tua's line look even better. Um, but Tua's playing really well right now, mm-hmm. and they just they have great chemistry. And Liam Eikenberg and that offensive line held up so well, and it's made such a difference for Tua when that O line isn't getting him murdered. And I thought this was by far the best Eikenberg game I've seen. Uh, flip side, Javon Holland, two more pass breakups. They blitz some. He got a huge hit on uh, Mike Lennon. Um, he just he he's so physical at the catch point, and that's kind of how he, he broke up the balls this week. And then Jalen Phillips. Uh, only 45% of the snaps. He was playing more in the second half, but two sacks, and it was like effort sacks. It w- it wasn't like him killer moves. It was yeah. just so much effort, which like last I week. think, yeah, which he's really turning it on for them. And all four of those guys have helped them go on this win streak. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, he's well, he's catching up to to Michael Parsons because he's had five sacks in the last two games. I mean. I don't know if he's going to get there, and I don't know if that's anything meaningful, like in terms of like you know, 
defensive rookie of the year race, but um, that's huge for the Finns. He he's definitely been great. Um, also, it's it's also great to have Eikenberg put together a decent game here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kept it simple. You know, I haven't gotten too many Rashawn Slater games, so I kind of just wanted to give credit here to Rashawn Slater. Um, Hendrickson did beat him once for a sack, but like that's a really good Bengals front seven. And I feel like yeah, other than that, he didn't give up anything at all. And Hendrickson just like you know good, you know good hands play, just not letting uh, Slater kind of get get in on him and just working around and getting the sack on Herbie. But other than that, like I said, I, I felt like he gave up no pressures, solid in, in uh, as a run blocker. And it's just more of the same that we've seen from him all year, which is he's just out there on an island and balanced. I think like that's the term we always use with Slater. Balanced, uh, calm, and patient, and just locking dudes down. And like I said, other than that one play, uh, I felt like he he was just another like he has another another rookie that has not had that rookie performance. He has not had a bad game all year, and it's really impressive at that position in the NFL as a rookie to not have a bad game all year. And Every game is above average. So, my looks like a miss is Najee Harris. Um, he just doesn't do anything for the most part. When I mean, you see Javante Williams go off like this, where he's breaking so many tackles mm-hmm. at and around the line of scrimmage, and then you see Najee Harris, who's just not really creating for himself, and he's having obviously poor offensive line play. But like the Steelers' passing attack was a lot better against the Ravens this week, and I mean they were taking advantage of a banged up Raven secondary, but. Like, Najee's averaging 3.3 a carry. He's playing almost 100% of the snaps. And it's just, there's very little he's making happen. And it's, I think it, it's, at some point you have to be concerned about it. I know, like, statistically he's around the top of the league in, in rushing yards and, like, total yards. But, like, he, to me, he has not had a first-round running back no. season at all. Like, he's averaging 3.6 yards a carry, 6.8 uh, per catch. Like, it's not great. And they're just fucking feeding him the rock. And I don't know. If, like his last three games have, if okay, since week five when he had the 122 yard game with a 5.3 yards per carry, he's had 3.3, 3.5, 2.84 flat, 3.2, 2.88, or and then 3.3. Like he's not doing much with what he's getting. If he go okay, they get Thursday night football against the Vikings. Um, I really hope he's our primetime star next week, but. If he has another performance like this, he will be my looks like a miss next week, and I'll finally say it because um, I was higher on Najee Harris than anyone else. I think I was extremely high on Najee Harris. I thought this was a, you know, a multiple Pro Bowl back coming to the league. You know, weird situation with the, you know, I got I, I love the fit like in terms of like they're gonna just pound him, but you know, worried about that offensive line, and it hasn't like you've said multiple times, it hasn't been the offensive line as much as it, it's been him not doing enough with his touches. He's also two years older than Javante Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who you got? Uh, so I think I had him here a few weeks ago. Um, Ernest Jones is really good against bad teams. But, like, it's still a good sign. Like, obviously, I already mentioned, like, we talked about it. The Jags bench James Robinson, and, like, he came back. But, like, in between, he just ate up the wrong game. He had nine tackles. Um, had a really nice TFL. I don't think they credit for TFL, but I don't know why. It was a TFL on Hyde. We just like triggered downhill immediately and getting penetration. I think he had a couple more tackles like right at the line of scrimmage. He looked really good against the run, and um, also had he got credit for half a sack. But I felt like it was all him too on uh, on Lawrence. Obviously, blitz. It was nothing fancy. Kind of just worked through the block, and uh, Lawrence stepped up and he just got through and and, and got him. Um, I mentioned earlier, I thought he looked better against the pass too. I think he gave like a couple grabs, but nothing significant. Um, 
And it, yeah, it's the Jags. But he nearly had that pick that I mentioned. It was like a, a tough play by him. It was a really bad throw from Lawrence where he kind of just missed the – I think he was – I think it might have been O'Shaughnessy again. Missed him and uh, just kind of went low and off Jones's hands and almost just kind of one-handed it and brought it in. But regardless, just really promising sign. And for him to get these, like, really good performances against these bad teams, but, like, just let them kind of trigger down and do, do good stuff against the run – like, I feel like when, you know, when they got to play the Packers in, in Lambeau, in the playoffs, like, him just being a good run defender, and, you know, they're feeding A.J. Dillon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they like to. Like, I feel like him doing this stuff now is going to lead to, like, a big-time run defensive performance down the road. And as long as, he, like, the stuff with him being, uh, you know, coming coming together in the passing game keeps progressing. Uh, and the guy, by the way, of course, I was super low on him. I thought this was a big-time reach, and... I thought it was right early in the season too, but this is this is really promising for the Rams. It's not every day you can double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With my bookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at mybookie.ag and use promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins wins join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams visit www.simbull.com to create a free account and when you deposit make sure to use promo code sd to make your deposit risk-free that means even if you lose money symbol will refund your initial deposit no questions asked join symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams spotify greenroom the live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. Follow. Be notified when the people you follow go live. Come with your spiciest takes. Uh, I got three for need to step it up. Rashad Bateman, but that's more the Ravens need to step up that passing attack. Yeah. And do a better job getting him the ball on quick slants. They should work in RPOs. They got to get him the ball. They got to get Hollywood Brown the ball in space. They got to get back to taking those deep shots. The passing game's just deteriorated. He only played forty five percent of the snaps against the Steelers. Uh, Quinn Miners. I thought yeah. he had some solid play against the Chiefs, but there was also some whiffs on pulls. When he makes contact on the pull, it's big time. But when he whiffs it, it which happened a handful of times, it's tough. And he's kind of getting blown back in pass pro. Yeah, I think he uh, gave up a sack. Yeah, and then Devon Diablo, the Raiders linebacker, he made like so many tackles against Washington, and he had flashes because of that that athleticism for a linebacker as a safety convert, but he struggled to cover tight ends in space, and that's mm, a tough one. That's not good for a safety convert. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my needs to step it up. I'm just gonna give you one. It is Brampton's very own Josh Palmer, who has had a quiet rookie year. Uh, has had a couple like decent games in the recent weeks, um, but now Keenan Allen looks like he's going to be out with COVID, and Mike Williams is going to be out with COVID this week. 
Um, Jalen Guidance had his step-up game <laughs> this past week. Uh, Palmer only had one target, didn't bring it in. So they, they need Josh Palmer, period. They will need him this Sunday. And uh, that's he literally needs to step it up, and it's time. It, you know, He's finally going to get the looks, and I hope he uh, shows up. Am I not ready to play as a kicker who's already been cut? <laughs> Alex Kessman of the Jets missed. Uh, so they scored three straight times to open the game. He missed the, the first two extra points. He missed both. Then they just went for two on the third, and then he, he was cut. Um, that was tough. It was a tough look. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of like rando kickers this year that have come in and, and looked really bad. Um, <laughs> my player is uh, Diamadori Lenoir of the San Francisco 49ers, who uh, Emmanuel Mosley went down. He filled in, and uh, it was not good. DK beat him on like a deep shot for like 30 yards, um, 35 yards. Um had a couple tackles, but had a really, really, really bad pass interference in the end zone where he was literally like, you know, he had he had the receiver pinned to the to the back of the end zone, but his ball was just to the back like of the line of scrimmage. So he's facing through the end zone. I don't know why. Um, then obviously just, you know, that's recipe for pass interference. Um, and also on the D. Eskridge touchdown, um, he missed the tackle. Eskridge got in and he scored. Um, so yeah, if if these corners they they haven't been able to stay healthy at corner all year, so they need Lenoir and he's played a lot, but uh, he needs to not shit the bed like this. Um, my best day three rookies, I got three: Kenny Gainwell, who had a nice touchdown run and was a great outlet um, for Gardner Minshew out of the backfield. He he's a legit like Naeem Hines type of satellite back who should be doing this in the league for a decade. Mm. He's everything we thought he would be, I think. Uh, and a steal in the fifth round. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, who yeah. was Jared Goff's kind of trustworthy possession guy, the, the first down maker and the t- game-winning touchdown catcher on the slant. They were lining him up at running back throughout this game, too. I don't. Dan Campbell's play calling is kind of fun, which is shocking, uh, even without DeAndre Swift. Um, so he was big time against the Vikings. And then John Bates, three catches for 42 against the Raiders. Him and Logan He's Thomas good. Were, were, were like the the go-to dudes for for the Washington football team's passing attack, and you look good blocking too. Yeah, John Beats is a good a good rookie tight end. Uh, I'll give you uh, three, two from the same team. But first, Trey Smith. Uh, I almost feel like we haven't given him enough credit this year, and he's been really good. Um, and this week, I thought he was clean as hell in pass pro, and that's been his like one hiccup this year because he's been great run blocking all year long. Um, and like you know, like Sunday night, we saw him like get out on, like, pulls and, and, and uh, you know, screens and do some good stuff Sunday night, which I was impressed with. He's been so good. Um, sticking off the line, moving to the Bears. Larry Borum got the start again. I thought he was kind of eh, okay in pass row at best. But also, like, Smith looked really, really nice run blocking for, for David Montgomery and company there. I thought that was really impressive. So just having that big run blocker uh, at right tackle is kind of fun for the Bears. And, and flip side, big run stuffer, Kiris Tonga, baby. Uh, yeah, baby. He, he's just doing his damn job. He had three tackles against the run on only 18 snaps. He's found his role, and he's going to stick. I'm happy. I love Tonga. I'm, I'm sick that he found a good spot, and he's playing good ball. Um, of course, because I have the Lions, I have the undrafted rookies this week. Number one, they had an undrafted rookie catch a touchdown. 
Brock Wright, the, the Notre Dame tight end, had a fantastic touchdown catch where at first I thought it was TJ Hawkinson because he, he had like the linebacker right on him and it was a fantastic combat catch and he had another catch too. But so he makes this. I almost put Jerry Jacobs for my defensive rookie of the week. Whoa. He, in the first quarter, he the, the Vikings kept trying to throw screens in front of him and he kept just making, he had two, two TFLs and then the third, what should have been the third TFL was actually Justin Jefferson caught the screen and then, as like I guess it, it was behind the line of scrimmage, so he just threw it away as Jeff as Jacobs was hitting him. But Jerry Jacobs was just all over him throughout this game, and he gave up next nothing in coverage. On top of that, Parker and Jacobs, uh, secondary of the future. Agreed. Who you got? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I put uh, I'm gonna just call him a friend of the show, Jake Curran, who uh, got some extended playing time for the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, Damian Lewis was already out. Fuller got the start. He got banged up. And I thought once uh, Curran came in there, he was way the, – the offensive line got way, way better just with him in there. I checked his PFF grade. He gave, they gave him a fucking brutal rating. And I didn't sit down and just focus on, on Jake Curran. By the way, Stone Forsyth got some play too. I didn't think he looked bad either. Um, Curran, he did give up a sack. But I thought like just by the eye test, he looked like a serviceable – you know, play guard, play tackle, and he's going to stick in the league. I, that's what I thought. I thought he looked better. He looked pretty good run blocking. Um, so I thought it was, a, it was a good performance for a guy that just got tossed in there for UDFA. Love to hear it. Yeah, fuck uh, you, PFF. I'll, I'll rip through some rookies you flash quickly. Quincy Roche seems to make a play every week. He had a sack against the Dolphins. Nate Hobbs is turning into the Raiders' yeah. best player in the secondary. He had a pick. Uh he they blitz him sometimes too. Like he's a legit NFL starting nickel. Both left guards in the Eagles Jets game. Lennon Dickerson and Elijah Bear Tucker played really well. And both the the Lions rookie interior defensive linemen, Ali McNeil and Levi Onwuzariki. Back to they back, were, I like that. was like a legit pass rush threat, and nice. Ali McNeil sp- sp- swallows space. But he also had a huge QB hit that led to a with Charles Harris a strip sack. That's awesome. That's great. I like to yeah. hear that. Charles uh, Harris sneaky good now. I saw the sack. Yeah, that was impressive. Um, I'm just gonna give you one because he deserves it, baby. D. Eskridge first career touchdown, 35 yards on three catches. Um, I was scared early in the game, Rob. I we I think we mentioned him last week or the week before, like his first start the rook. I think we both had him. Um, <laughs> and like early in the game, they went three wide receivers and they're trotting out Penny Hart. I'm like, oh no, is Eskridge just like out? But no. No, he got the role. He got he got some run, and he was making plays happen. It wasn't a huge day, but he looked good, right? Um, nice sideline grab, and then like, he looked really good with the ball in his hands. Like good contact balance. Like I said, he made Lenoir like miss. He kind of just you know shoulder tackle, but no shot on him. En route to his first career touchdown, very promising to see. And I just want to see more and more expanded role now that the Seahawks offense looks like they got a little bit of rhythm and they're not a fucking disaster. Still, uh, I like to see him just get more and more looks. Uh, okay, my out of nowhere rook is um, Sam Pittman's son, Jonathan Marshall. The Jets uh, were playing him fairly often early in this one. Uh, just ended up with 27% of the snaps, so I think it was just the second game he's been active this year. Uh, he was, like, statistically, he didn't do anything, but he was blowing Nate Herbig off the ball frequently. <laughs> and it was just like the power rush you saw him playing as an undersized nose tackle for the Razorbacks last year. It was just he was doing that to Nate Herbig, and I was just happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Uh, my other nowhere rook is Deion Jackson, the Colts running back who got six carries for 19 yards. I think it all came 
via Sam Ellinger, so that's late in the fourth, and uh, capped it off with a touchdown. He just looked like, you know, compact back, breaking arm tackles, getting the, the, the dirty work going, and he looked like he, he can stick for a little bit. I was kind of impressed with Deion Jackson. Finally, my start the rook, I'm going back to the Lions well. Derek Barnes, he should be starting. Uh, he played 46% of the snaps against the Vikings, and he brings a ton of energy and more downhill athleticism to that linebacker group. Yeah, uh, him and Anzalone should be the starting linebackers. And his his snap count's been sporadic. He's played yeah. between seventeen percent and forty eight percent of the snaps every week since week three. But like, yeah, like one week he'll play twenty percent, the next he'll play forty. And I just think he should be starting. Um, I don't see why not at this point too. Play as many rookies as you can, which makes the lines a lot more fun to watch. Uh, that's my guy. No, I, that totally makes sense. And similar situation, I'm going to Jacksonville. Who? <clears throat> don't play enough rookies either. So I'm specifically signaling out uh, Andre Sisco, who I think you've had here before, because when he's got on the field, only eight snaps in this game, that is not good enough. But he's not looked bad when he's been on the field. And we don't need to see more of Jenkins or even, even sorry, sorry, Rob, but Andrew Winger. Like, like they're fine, but there's no future in either of those dudes. And, like, you drafted Sisco pretty early. Like, just let's, let's trot him out and see what you got, Urban Meyer. You're, you're getting fired anyway, so. Urban Meyer to Oregon. Oregon. There it is. You heard it here first. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. <laughs>